Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Lineouts Podcast. Two items that we're looking at this week is, first and foremost, we are eagerly looking forward to the first of the Lions games this weekend at Murrayfield in Scotland as the Lions play a warm-up test match against Japan before heading on the plane to South Africa for the tour. And also we have a look this week at uh, the announcement of the French squad, uh, leaving France to play three tests against Australia next month, with the first test kicking off on the 7th of July. First and foremost, though, for uh, a lot of people have been asking how to watch the Lions tour this summer in Canada. Always a problem. Uh, Rugby continues to be a bit of a hit and miss in terms of getting coverage in this country. But uh, we finally got a little bit of clarity on it. Uh, you basically have three options right now. Uh, the first um, is through the UK's Channel 4, which you can access with a VPN provider. They'll be showing uh, the Lions game against Japan uh, live and also on demand. And then they'll be showing extended highlights of the rest of the tour. So that's free. Uh, but bear in mind, they won't be showing any of the actual games in South Africa live, only the initial game against Japan. Uh, Your next option is Premier Sports. Now, they're basically having two uh, ways of doing it. Um, The first most legitimate form without a VPN is uh, go over to uh, therugbylineout.com and on the TV page, you'll see how to go about it. But there is going to be a Premier Sports website um, available to viewers in Canada, and that will be covering all the matches of the tour. The other option, the, the advantage of that is you don't need a VPN. The other option is to, uh, with a VPN, um, through either Singapore or a Hong Kong server, you can subscribe to Premier Sports Asia, and they will be having all of the uh, Lions matches in South Africa live and on demand. They'll also be having all of the summer internationals. So, for example, the Australia-France series, which we don't know in Canada yet who's going to be showing that. We're hoping it's going to be TSN as they had Super Rugby um, and seemed to have a deal with Stan Sport, who's the broadcaster. But so far, as usual in Canada, we're probably there's nothing yet, and we're probably only going to find out three days before. So uh, I'm not sure if the Premier Sports link will also have um, the internationals, the July series, French-France-Australia series. We don't know yet until the the website's not going live until tomorrow, so we don't know. But we do know that the Premier Sports um, Asia site does have the, the all the France-Australia tests. So that's one way of catching them. It's about $33 Canadian. I imagine it'll probably be the same once the Canadian site is up and running tomorrow, but wait and see. Um, but anyway, there are... Uh, options over on the TV page of the rugbylineout.com to, to show you how to access the tour. Bottom line is the good news is we are going to get to watch it here in Canada. So that's fabulous. So without any further ado, let's have a look at Saturday's match and the lineup of this first um, test for the Lions against Japan. Obviously a very important test for both sides. Obviously it's the first chance for the Lions to gel together as a team. But in many ways, more importantly, it's the first time um, Japan have got to play as a team since the World Cup uh, in 2019. So it's almost two years since Japan's actually played a test. So uh, this is great preparation for them. Uh, After this, they go on to face Ireland. So, you know, a chance to, to, to 
try your hand against the Northern Hemisphere as best is, is excellent preparation for what should be a good test match against Ireland a week later. So, yeah, Japan find themselves a little bit like South Africa. They haven't been tested for almost two years. It'll be inter interesting to, to see how they go. For the Lions, obviously, it's their first go uh, as a team. And looking at the squad that Gatlin has put together, wow, that's quite the squad. Uh, we don't mean to belittle Japan in any shape, manner, or form. But let's be completely honest. They are going to have their work cut out for them this Saturday. That is one hell of a Lions squad. Um, Maybe their initial game, they may be rusty. They may not know how to gel yet together as a unit. But then Japan hasn't played together as a unit either for almost two years. So you can't really use that argument. But on the strength of the personnel involved in the, this Lions uh, lineup for Saturday, wow. Uh, it's kind of like a fantasy 15 of the Northern Hemisphere. So, yeah, I think, I think it's the Lions game to win. Uh, without any shadow of a doubt, but I think I think Japan are going to be feisty. You know, let's face it; they they put on one hell of a show um, at the last World Cup. So you know, they do not write Japan off. They you know in their pool they they beat Ireland and Scotland. They got some big wins. I mean, they were undefeated in their pool. Sure, it came pretty dramatically uh, unstuck against South Africa in the quarterfinal, twenty six to three. But you can't take away from them a very 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 good pool showing. And they will bring the legacy of that with them, I'm sure, to, to Murray Field in the match on Saturday. So going through the squad, um, you look at the at the lineups. That Lions front row, Ken Owens, Tad Furlong, Rory Sutherland, wow. Uh, I, I got to feel sorry for Japan there. Um, you know, they've, they've got some good players in that, that Japanese front row. Jiwon Koo, um, definitely a tight head. Um, he had a great World Cup. He was very impressive. And, you know, he's, he's fast. He's mobile. He's, uh, he's an impressive unit. Um, and uh, not, definitely not someone to, to be taken light, lightly by any stretch of the imagination. So uh, that's good. The rest of the Japanese players, I don't know a great deal about them. But uh, I, I do remember Ku standing out of the World Cup. But yeah, Rory Southern, Ken Owens, Tad Furlong. I think it's kind of safe to say that that, that battle is really only going to go one way. Um, you know, again, much, much in the second row, you got Ian Anderson and, and you know, Mr. Talisman, Alan Wynne-Jones. Um, no real contest. I mean, I think James Moore and, and Vimpy Vandervault, they had a good World Cup. They're... They're not shabby players by any stretch of the imagination, but it's it's a different pedigree to to what they're facing uh, in the form of Henderson and, and Wynn Jones. Then moving on, you've got the back rows. And again, wow, do we ever like the look of that Lions back row? I mean, to 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 us, that it couldn't get much better than that. You got old Superman Justin Tipperich of Wales, you've got Ireland's Jack Conan, and you got Ireland's Tad Byrne. Um, Byrne in particular, I mean, what a year he is having. I mean, he was arguably one of the best players of the, the, the recent Six Nations. He's devastating at the loose. He's got a work rate that's off the charts. Uh, you've got Justin Tipperick, who, who's a fan favorite here of the lineout. I mean, the man's work rate is, is completely off the charts. It's, it's almost superhuman. Hence our nickname for him as Superman. Um, 
And then you got Jack Conan, who is just getting better every year uh, for Ireland. Um, very dynamic, loose number eight. He's he's great eye for opportunity, uh, hard to bring down, very physical. It's just that's just a powerhouse back row. Um, and uh, yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of those three uh, come the three tests against the box. For Japan, you got Lapis Lapis Kakne. You got uh, Two guys who really do stand out, though, and that's Amanaki Mafi and Captain Michael Leitch. Um, Leitch was, you know, Leitch is in very much the same mold as as Win Jones as a as a talisman to his team. Um, you know, he's he has really taken Japan by the scruff of the neck since uh, he first burst onto the scene in 2011. You know, he's 33, but you know he's there's no issues with his age, you know, much like Alan Wynn Jones, who's 30, 35 going on 36. These two guys just don't quit and they lead by example. Uh, they, they are just such uh, a focal point for, for both of their teams. So um, yeah, you know, there, there's going to be some competition in that back row um, and make no mistake. And Amanaki uh, Mafi, uh, going to Bath now to play in England, but he's been with the Rebels. He's he's a controversial figure. Uh, he's abrasive. He his discipline is questionable at the best of times. Um, he's I would argue perhaps a slightly self centered player, but he's he's dynamic. He's powerful. He's quick. He's he's definitely a threat anytime he's on the pitch. Uh, if he can keep his discipline in, in check, the, the battle, I think, between him and, and, and the Lions, uh, Jack Conan, is going to be absolutely fascinating. I, you know, I still think the battle uh, is, particularly in the forwards, is going to be all about the Lions. Um, you know, they're really going to want to lay down a marker for the kind of physical intensity they want to bring to the box, but also the kind of mobility they want to bring to in, in the forward pack to their, their, their competition with the box. So there's going to be some fascinating contacts, uh, contests to, to watch there. And don't expect Japan to, to lie down and, and, and get pushed around. They'll give it their best. But, you know, they are up against some pretty serious pedigree and tried and trusted pedigree with a lot of game time now under their belts, which Japan at, at this level does, does not have. Going into the halfbacks, again, another world-class pairing for the Lions, Dan Bigger from Wales and Connor Murray from Ireland. Uh, both really on form this year. Murray particularly back to the kind of form he had two years ago, which which was just so critical to and such a key part of Ireland's success. Um, you know, you've got you Tamara for for Japan um, at at Flyaf. We really like the look of him in the World Cup. I I thought he had a, a really stellar World Cup. He's got a handy boot. Um, he's defensively perhaps a little bit weak. But uh, he's he's not a shabby player. Once again, you know, I I think um, I think they're going to get outclassed there, um, given the Lions' offering. But um, nevertheless, you know, it's 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 solid, and I think um, there's 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 definite excitement there. Then going into the centers, uh, you got a very physical offering from the Lions in the shape of Bundyaki, and then a much more mobile and uh, thinking man center in the shape of, of, of Robbie Henshaw, although just as physical. 
You got Tim Lafayette and Ryota Nakamura for J- Japan. Nakamura was impressive in the World Cup. He's he's quick. Um, you know, he's and he's not afraid to, to to put in the tackles when necessary. So expect some competition there. But once again, you know, barring a lack of familiarity with playing with each other uh, for the Lions, I think it's it's a contest that the Lions should have a, a fairly comfortable grip on. And then lastly, going into the back three, you've got uh, the Lions, Duan van der Merwe and Liam Williams from Wales. Uh, van der Merwe, obviously, originally from South Africa, but now applying his trade and playing for Scotland. And uh, Wales is Josh Adams. But there's some definitely some excitement uh, for Japan. You've got Siosef uh, Fafita for Japan, Kotaro Matsu, Matsushima. Uh, Matsushima in particular, very exciting player. Uh, he's been snapped up uh, by the Rebels in Australia in Super Rugby and now more recently with Clermont-Ferrand in France. This guy's gas. He, he, has, he, made, a, he made a very uh, sizable impact to Clermont's top 14 campaign and also their European um, Heineken Cup campaign. So this is, this is definitely a threat. Um, and Fafita and Yamanaka, again, impressive players. Probably not in the same vein as, as Liam Williams and Josh Adams, but, you know, still players to be respected. But I think what one really interesting contest on Saturday afternoon is going to be that between Matsushima and Van der Merwe. You know, Van der Merwe is just a big guy. And Matsushima, you know, he's a feisty, he's, he's, a, he's physical for a Japanese winger, but he's just not of the stature and, and physicality of, of Van der Merwe. But what he does have is a pair of, of dancing feet that can pretty well get him out of trouble in, in, in any kind of situation. So, you know, I think stopping Van der Merwe if he has the ball is going to be next to impossible. But Matsushima, if he gets the dance on, he's going to be pretty hard to stop. So, you know, if uh, if they can keep the ball away from Van der Merwe and Matsushima can have the ball and keep away from Van der Merwe, then you could see some real some real damage being caused by the Japanese there. Uh, vice versa, if Van der Merwe ends up with a lot of the ball, then I, I think, you know, Matsushima is going to have to bring in, bring in the cavalry to, to get this guy down. I mean, I'm sure he'll put in a brave effort, but yeah, he, he is going to be very, very hard to stop if he, if he gets any kind of open play and any kind of head of steam on him. So yeah, there you go. It's uh, good, good squads from both should provide for, for an entertaining match. Um, you know, the, I think the big problem for Japan is, you know, once you get to the 60 minute mark, these guys haven't played together. They're going to be tired from the long journey, uh, something which the Lions haven't had to face yet. And then you look at that, that Lions bench, uh, it's just a who's who of Northern, Northern rugby. You've got Jamie George, Wynne Jones, Kyle Sinclair, Courtney Laws, Talupe Falatau, Ali Price, Owen Farrell, Anthony Watson. Um, they're going to clean up that last 20 minutes unless Japan has somehow produced a miracle. Um, so, you know, don't want to write off Japan. Uh, fascinated to see them back in, in, in action again after a two year absence, delighted to see them back in action. But uh, yeah, it's, this is probably as an initial uh, welcome back to the fold. This is a little bit of a bridge too far um, with a kind of star studded 23 that the Lions are putting out. But, you know, we're looking forward to it. I think it's, it's going to be entertaining. It's going to teach us a lot, both about the Lions 
and what Japan can put on offer when they go and face Ireland, which should be a very interesting game. So lots to look forward to. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, well worth watching, well worth your time uh, on Saturday, especially if you choose not to go the paid route. Um, there is that option to watch it free on, on the UK's Channel 4. So yeah, there you go. That's the Lions. Lots, lots to look forward to. Next up is the announcement of the French squad to tour Australia. I know we haven't done anything on the Australian squad yet. Um, we will attempt to do something at some point. But um, the French announcement was really interesting. And we will be completely honest, I really like it. It's, it's, um, it's a really young squad. Uh, but I think more than anything, uh, it shows the amount of depth that there is in French rugby. And I think what I'm really excited about for the announcement of this squad is the fact that, um, you know, traditionally French squad, touring squads, you know, they get to the end of their incredibly long domestic season, plus all the international stuff thrown in and the European Cup. Their players are exhausted come the summer. So, so to to, to stick 40 guys on an airplane and send them halfway around the world at the end of an absolutely brutal season, you're not going to get the, the most out of it, especially if you're using all your big name players. But, you know, France can actually now name three full match day 23 squads. They've got enough depth to do that. And I think what we saw uh, in the Autumn Nations Cup final uh, last year against England, that was essentially a third string French team. And they almost beat England's first string team. So a third French string, third string French team is a serious proposition and not one to be taken in lightly. And because they're third string, they won't have been playing, say, as much rugby as their, their first name, uh, first name players. So, you know, they won't be hopefully as exhausted uh, come the end of their season and they'll put up a good fight. So, you know, you know, they can do it. And, there's just star quality. Um, as I say, there's, there's, you know, they, they could name essentially 52 full on squads that would have real, no real gaps in quality. So that's really exciting. So let's look ahead to, to what's, uh, what's they've come up with. Very, very young squad. Uh, I think the bulk of these guys are under the age of 25. Uh, you got a couple of old older older guys in there but even then there's very few players squeaking over the age of 30 and there's relatively few caps like i think the most number of caps in this squad is five or six caps so again not a huge huge amount of experience but by the same token this is a group of individuals who have um those that have been capped have proven their worth. Uh, just go back to the highlights of that uh, Autumn Nations Cup final against England, where you see a lot of these names. So obviously, because I haven't watched a great deal of the top 14, I'm not overly familiar with some of the guys who aren't capped. But uh, I think guys to look out for, I've heard in the in the forwards, uh, Demba Bamba, well-known figure, he has been capped before. Sometimes discipline problems, sometimes scrumming techniques, not always there, but a very dynamic player. Uh, very, very dynamic. Um, heard lots of thing, good things about Gaetan Barlow. Um, he is uh, uncapped. And uh, so that's definitely somebody to look out for. Um, Dylan Cretin, the locks, we all, we all know about him. Um, 
Anthony Etriard, uh, Etriard, excuse me. Uh, heard good things about him. Um, Etienne Fourcade as as a hooker. He's he's had an impressive uh, he's had an impressive season and uh, definitely somebody to 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 watch out for. Um, so yeah, there's there's lots of lots of good names in there. Um, the captain Anthony Jeannange, uh, a really decent back rower. Um, not a huge number of caps to his name, which has always surprised me because he's he's definitely a player that uh, we've been impressed by. Impressed by. Um, but uh, yeah, he's getting his chance and and well deserved. So expect to see see him, and he obviously he featured um, in that Autumn Nations Cup final. So he was definitely somebody to. Uh, to watch. So yeah, again, lot, lots of, lots to look forward to. Um, like I said, we mentioned uh, uh, Bugarit. Um, he's uh, as a hooker, he's definitely got some potential. So somebody to watch there. So yeah, some big some big names. Uh, who else can I mention that uh, you're probably going to want to keep an eye on? Um, Roman Tafaina. Uh, he's the veteran of the squad. He's, I think he's 35 now. Um, but yeah, very, very valuable player. Um, again, played, uh, a big part, um, in, in some of France's games in, in the six nations towards the end there, uh, a guy to watch, uh, definitely, a a, a lock that's, uh, got some potential. Uh, going else through the names, we've got in the second row, we've got um, Kylian Girachi. Uh, he's he's definitely somebody worth watching. Had a very good game, I thought, in the uh, Autumn Nations Cup uh, final. Uh, you've got Cameron Wokey, who I think is definitely a star in the making. Uh, he had a fantastic uh, Autumn Nations Cup final game. A uh, real quality player. Um as, as along with uh, Seku Makalo, um, who's also in the back row, he's he's real quality. He's definitely going to be a guy to watch. So some excitement there. Um, Baptiste Vicente uh, as one of the props. Um, he uh, also featured um, in, um, sorry, is, as one of the locks. He also featured in the Autumn Nations Cup final. Uh, so yeah, player to watch there as well. So yeah, there's, there's a lot to, to look forward to in the Fords, um, even though some of it may be, uh, slightly untested. However, in the backs, there is a little bit more experience and probably a quite a few more names that you're familiar with. Um, you've got, uh, Anthony Boutier. Uh, he needs very little, uh, introduction. Good, solid player, very, uh, versatile in the backs, um, yeah, just, just a good guy to have on the squad. Um, you've got, uh, Romain Buros. Apparently he's a player to watch. Uh, Louis Carbonell, we all know him. Um, he was, uh, in the Autumn Nations Cup final and he's another one of those French fly halves. That's, that's definitely worth, worth watching. Um, very good backup to, uh, into Mac. Um, and uh, Jalibert, uh, neither of whom for the moment have been named uh, in this squad. So there's uh, some names to watch there. Uh, Jonathan Dante uh, in the centers. Um, 
thought uh, he he had a he had a pretty respectable um, uh, Autumn Nations Cup final. So again, uh, someone to watch there. On the wing, uh, you've got uh, Gabin uh, Gabin Villers. Again, very very exciting player. Fast, quick, uh, surprisingly good in defense. I thought as well. Um, so yeah, that's that's some somebody to be respected. Uh, scrum half Teddy Irabarin. Very interesting that he has uh, no caps to date, but he has been fantastic at racing ninety two. Uh, very dynamic player. Sometimes has some lapses of concentration that cause him to do things that that really leave you wondering. Um, but when he's on song, uh, he is a very, very gifted scrum half. So, yeah, definitely a name to be excited about there. Damien Penault needs no introduction on the wing. Uh, can also play center, but, yeah, he is just terrific. Uh, Mr. Excitement. Uh, Ali, 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 excuse the pronunciation, Ali Veretti Raka, uh, Fijian import for France, uh, also out on the wing, had a very good Autumn Nations Cup final. Very exciting, very much in the, the vein of Virimi Vagatawa. Exciting, fast uh, player to watch. Teddy Thomas, of course, needs no no uh, no introduction. The man's a magician. Uh, I have to be honest, very weak defensively, but uh, providing France have got the upper hand, uh, he's a guy who can create magic, and France will use him accordingly. They'll they'll try and pick um, games where they think he can be less of a defensive liability, and they need the kind of magic he can create. And boy, can he create it! So, yeah, and uh, then you've got um, Arthur Vincent, uh, again, who, who doesn't really need any, uh, any introduction either. Uh, very useful, very useful. Can play a multiple uh, number of positions in the packs. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's, he's going to bring some real added value to France's efforts. So yeah, in short, this is, I would say, probably one of the best or most exciting, probably not best is the wrong adjective, because uh, we don't know how they're going to fare, given their lack of experience and lack of caps. But definitely a quality French side. And I, I don't like the term third string French side. This is just a good French side. They may lack an experience, but they do not lack an ability. And considering that they're likely to be not as usually exhausted as French touring teams are in the summer. This is a very dangerous prospect for Australia. You know, let's face it. We looked at super rugby trans Tasman and Australia was beyond dire for the most part and defensively an absolute nightmare. Um, so, you know, unless the Wallaby coaching staff have got on top of that between now and July the 7th, uh, this, this could be problematic uh, for Australia. And, you know, France, on the other hand, defensively are very, very strong. And they've got in Sean Edwards, probably one of the best defensive coaches in the world. So, you know, they may lack experience, but they certainly don't lack talent and organization and coaching know-how, uh, this French squad. And they're all young. And this is, I think, what's perhaps the most exciting thing about this French squad. They're all so young. They're all so talented, relatively unknown, quite a few of them, but they're they're all dynamic, talented, exciting players. And you have to commend the French and, and the French coaching staff for really embracing the future and building towards the next World Cup. This is, this is how you do it. You develop three strong sides. And uh, I think this test, in order to, to cement that process, is going to be invaluable for France. So, yeah, I think it's going to be an exciting series. You know, I, I think 
you can't read too much into Australia's dismal Super Rugby performances uh, against Kiwi sides. Uh, they'll be a lot better come uh, the Wallabies. Will be a lot better come come the international arena and the Test arena. Um, and there's some smart brains in that Wallaby coaching uh, trust. But yeah, it's it's. I think it's going to be a highly competitive and highly entertaining series, and I I really am looking forward to it. That next, you know, tallied alongside the Lions series. Wow, July is looking pretty good from a rugby spectator's point of view. So we'll leave it at that. Um, like I say, lots to look forward to. Um, good news is you will be able to catch the Lions tests here in Canada. Um, if you're not sure of how to do it all with VPNs and pay for various services. Head on over to the rugbylineout.com, the TV page, and uh, we'll uh, we'll break it down for you. So in the meantime, enjoy the rugby this weekend and in the month coming up, and we'll be talking to you soon. And uh, there probably won't be anything going out next week as I'm going to be away on a training course. Um, so I won't have too much time to uh, to tend to all things rugby. Although I will be catching the game this Saturday. But until then, take care, everyone, and uh, look forward to talking to you soon, and stay safe.